I thought I'd educate everybody a little bit on the Greek and Latin. Today you are all blessed to have me preach before you, and, and when I say blessed, I mean stuck. <laughs> Today's scripture is from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Um, a friend of mine told me a long time ago, anytime a particular verse catches you, it's always good to read the verse before it and the verse after it. So today I'm going to read to you verses 7 through 9 out of 1 Peter chapter 4. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Now, Charlie's sermon was going to be on relationships. And in this sermon, we talk about the fundamentals that we're trying to improve on. You know, whether it be prayer, scripture, or small groups like relationships, and we talk about that today. One of the things about this scripture that I like is when it says maintain deep love. Some of the other versions talk about fervent love. Fervent is passionate intensity. Because love covers a multitude of sins, of which we all are. Sinners. Fervent in our love. Because it covers a multitude of sins. I talk about Romans all the time. Read the Gospels, but live in Romans. And when we talk about keeping fervent in our love for one another, it reminds me of two verses from Romans. Romans 3.10 is a good reminder for everybody. No one is righteous, not even one. And the one person that was righteous, they killed him. And then Romans 5.8, which is also a good reminder for all of us. It's while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. See, when I got saved four years ago, whew, I was on fire. I read scripture and I was trying to tell people what they should do and what they should read and how they should live. That's not what scripture calls us to do. It doesn't call us to judge. It calls us to love. It's a slow struggle, but I'm trying to get away from being religious to being a Christian. You see, we all have people in our lives that we love and that we love being around. And those people we usually want to spend the most time with because that's comfortable for us. And then we're making it about us. I like that person, so I'm going to go and spend time with them. 
they're about the same level of their faith as I am, so that's comfortable. I'm going to go do that. Okay, then we're still making it about us. You know who Jesus loves? Everybody. Even that obnoxious SOB that cut you off this morning in traffic on the way here. Even that parent or that child where you have a fractured relationship. Even that person you might have read about who's sitting up in prison. Jesus loves them too. And we are called to share the gospel and to love everyone. Fundamentals. One of the fundamental things we're supposed to do. I drive my children crazy. Both of them play musical instruments. The first time they ever played them for us, they made some mistakes. And they were discouraged. As a dad, First time they ever played it, it was beautiful. But they were discouraged. But they hate, because I ask this question all the time. Well, you know how you get better, don't you? <laughs> Practice. What's different than your faith walk as a Christian? Where is that difference? Is it uncomfortable talking to a total stranger about your faith? In the four short years since I've been saved, I've heard a hundred times, well, I'd love to join a small group, but I don't know scripture very well. There's no set standard saying, well, as soon as you learn this much scripture and memorize these verses, you're in. God loves you. Jesus loves you right where you are at. And he loves that person down the hall at work or that ornery brother-in-law or that darn neighbor who likes to mow their lawn 10.30 at night loves them too. Are you showing people the love of Jesus? It's easy to judge. We all do it every day. But people that don't believe in Jesus judge just as much as people that do. We want people to drive by this church and not go, whew, well I know I'm not welcome there when they see that cross. We want them to know that this is a place of sanctuary. This is a place of love. One of the other scriptures it references is Proverbs 10, 12. Hate stirs up strife, but love conquers all transgressions. It's been easy being someone my size, and gravity's taken over effect over the years. This used to be up here. I used to be like here. <laughs> Fifty years old, I've earned it. 
but it was easy back then to get my way or to impose my will with size and intimidation. That's the only way I knew how to get things done. All that shows is that I was a belligerent bully. I wasn't showing anybody the love of Jesus because that's not the way I did it. That's not the way I got it done. A big part of that probably was growing up without a dad, not having a father figure in my life. I had to compensate for that. And just here a couple weeks ago, I'm at 85th and Minnesota at the Walmart. There are two ladies, must have been a mom and her grown daughter. I'm sure they were a lot younger than they looked. It looked like life has been pretty difficult, pretty tough. And they had two small children, little boy, little girl, three and four years old. And at three and four years old, Walmart's Disneyland, especially a super Walmart. There's a grocery store here, too. They weren't being troublesome in regards to pulling things off the rack. They were just laughing and giggling and chasing each other around different kiosks and racks. But mom and grandma have lived a tough life. They no longer saw the joy in that. They were constantly scolding those two, three-year-olds. Knock it off. You'll pay for that later. Quit it. They were in the next aisle from me and they're out of my sight. I couldn't see them any longer. And finally, Grandma had enough of the little girl's antics being innocent like a child and put her in the cart saying, you're done running around. Grandma's had enough of this. You're going to pay for this later. And the little girl started crying and she says, but Grandma, I love you. I love you too. But I don't like this. And I'm going to have you pay for this later. See, the old Judd would have walked into that next aisle and informed Grandma and showed Grandma the fear that that child feels with some intimidation of my own. And I really wanted to do that real bad. Would that have been the love of Jesus? So instead, it buckled my knees and brought tears to my eyes, and I'm crying in Walmart. Because was I hearing me and what I was doing to my children when they were three and four years old when we were in Walmart? It's easy to want what we want in life. And that's not what we're called to do. We are called to be in community. And it's uncomfortable. I don't like being around people. I don't want to talk to them. I'm not in a good mood today. 
faith. Those have all come from my mouth, and we're all human. But you never know when you're going to affect somebody else in a positive way or when how they pour into you is going to affect you in a positive way. I'm coming up on two years not having a drink of alcohol because Don Phillips, who goes to our first service, didn't start running until he was 57 years old. That doesn't make any sense. Does it? So when people say, hey, Jed, why'd you quit drinking? I say, well, because Don Phillips didn't start running until he's 57 years old. Okay. But again, it's being in community. Being ornery and intimidating most of my life got thrown in my face this morning with a text unbeknownst to Amanda Erickson's dad who's going to pay for this later by the way. <laughs> See unfortunately I gave him this book by Oswald Chambers. If any of you don't know Oswald Chambers he wrote a devotional. Well he didn't write a devotional his wife did after he passed away. He passed away over a hundred years ago. If you want a strong devotional that will basically slap you in the face every day. It's called My Upmost for His Highest. Kevin and I have renamed it to what? Yes, My Almost for His Highest. But I'll read you today's devotional, a section from it. You must work out, you must work out your own salvation, which God worked in you already. Philippians 2, verse 12. Are your speech, your thinking, and your emotions evidence that you are working on it, that you are working it out? If you are still the same miserable, grouchy person set on having your own way, then it is a lie to say that God has saved and sanctified you. I know that's pretty strong and that might kind of sting, Good. It's supposed to. Folks, there's so much that you all have as individuals to offer. Don Phillips is 88 years old. He'll be 89 this year. And to hear that man sit there and say and shake his head and say, you know, Judd, sometimes I don't even feel like I've started this faith walk, and he's been pouring over Scripture for 50 years. I know it's comfortable to stay close to the people that you're most like, that's your family. I know that's comfortable. It's easy. But that's why we're called to pick up our crosses and follow him. This building isn't the church. This is a tool for the church to meet. You're the church. If something inside you is really struggling and you just don't know where to start or who to talk to, let Charlie know. Let me know. If you're a woman and you're uncomfortable, 
my bride is sitting right here. Would you raise your hand, honey? She loves inviting the people to church. We can help you find a small group. We can help you to find poor people into. People hear Bible study and they think, oh man, they're studying scripture. It's not the Pharisees that are getting together. It's a bunch of sinners pouring into the word. And sometimes it's not even the Bible. There's lots of different studies. That's why we call it a small group. It's getting together as fellow sinners. Sinners. No one is righteous. Not even one. Remember that. You know, we always want mentors up at Hayward. I've seen a few of you up there. It's great to see. We could use more. Regardless of your age, regardless of where you're at in your life. You know what the biggest thing they tell us time and time and time again about mentoring? The highest percentage of what these kids want. More than anything. You know what they want? Show up. Not a particular message, not a particular game, not a particular meal. 80% of them. Show up. Take you less than an hour a week. Hour out of your life. Each week. During the school year. Nine months. That's just one thing. People that you see in this church, that you hear about, that could be hurting, that you're wondering how they're doing. Reach out to them. Show up. I look at the bakers and I just want to go over and hug Lanny's neck. His family's hurting. Show up. Show people what Jesus looks like. Is it hard? Yep. Can it be easy? Yep. But pray about it. Find it inside you to reach out to others. Put your pride down. I talk about pride a lot because I'm a man. We're good at it. We don't need any help. But we are prideful, prideful souls. And we need help just as much as everybody else does. So I guess that's the challenge if I were to give you one this week. Show the love of Jesus to somebody. Even if it's a stranger. Maybe it might be that person at work that rubs you the wrong way that you never seem to get along with. Maybe they are hurting. And just a friendly hello from you is going to make all the difference in the world to them that day. It might start a conversation where they say, geez, I never thought you liked me. And those people that are close to you, that you know, they know I love them. They know. Well, you know what? Show them. I can cry when the wind changes directions. And if you want to do it instantaneously, all you need to do is ask me about my family. 
my bride, one of my daughters is sitting right up here. I love them both with all my heart. Lay down my life for them. But yet I've told my bride and I've told my children, there's somebody you need to love more than me. There's somebody higher that you need to love more than me. And they know it's Jesus. That's how it is in my house. So this week, show somebody the love of Jesus. Amen.